Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. What up, fam? Welcome back to another episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we have a special interview with Dare Agumboale. And I got that right right there. I'm impressed with myself. Running back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He was super awesome to talk to. Had a lot of fun stuff. We talked about Jameis Winston. We talked about Mike Evans and Godwin and how he's going to be a pro bowler next year. I might have thrown that in. Anyways, we'll enjoy that interview as well as Monday Mailbag talking the Wilder Fury fight and much, much more. So let's get it. Blue Wire. Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson. I'm a Raven. He's on all year, every year. Jackson takes it himself. Oh! He broke his ankles! What's going on, Snapback fam? Welcome to a new episode of the Snapback Sports Pod. On this episode, we're live in studio. Pleasure to have Dare Ogumbawale in New York City. Got the name right, so I pretty much crushed the podcast already. What's going on, man? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing, man? Doing great. What have you been up to since you got to New York? Uh, This is my first time in New York, so I got some homies here. They've been taking me around, showing me all the spots, and then um, get a chance to get on some media, some marketing stuff, and a couple couple fashion uh, fashion things. Saw saw Bogarter. They have a showroom, and uh, they got their new uh, release coming out for winter. And a brand clothing brand, Original Works and Good Life. Both of them uh, stopped by there and saw some of the cool cool products they got. So that's really mostly what it's been, but um kicking it and uh taking in the whole new york city what do you think in new york it's dope man it is it's it's my first time being here like i said it's um fun there's a lot of stuff to do um yeah i would say mostly been positive i'm staying in (laughs) times square so it's a lot of tourists oh that's that's who put you up in times square (laughs) i mean it was partly me but um but no i I, because i am technically a tourist right so i I had to stay where the tourists stay at but it was Times Square was cool for like the first like twenty five minutes of the trip, and now it's I got like, you. Now I've been everywhere else, and uh, no, everywhere else is dope though. That's it's cool. Really and cool. I see you've been hanging out with your boy Tyler. Yeah, Tyler. because so just so you know, on our show, Abe, who's the normal co-host who couldn't make it today, he was like, you know, M- NFL's over. There's not a ton going on NBA regular season. You know, it gets boring during the middle of the year. Should we introduce Bachelor content into the show? And I was like. Uh, I don't know how much our audience will like it, but you have a very unique relationship. Yeah, right? I mean, Tyler, in my opinion, he's not like a bachelor guy. You know, that's who we tra- – I trained with him for, before the combine. He was, uh, he came out of FAU. We both trained down in Davie, Florida, at, uh, at Pete Bomarito's facility. And um, he was training for his pro day. I was training for the combine. We just got close. That was my homie. And we had a lot in common. And then um, he – you know, did the football route for a little bit, and after rookie minicamp, he decided to to hang it up and started doing other stuff. And fast forward three <laughs> years, now this man's like the biggest bachelor contestant <laughs> ever, and he's got a couple shows coming out now. So yeah, that's my dog. It's been, it's been a big thing though. A bunch of people have been hitting me up like, "How do you know Tyler C?" Right? Because like, that's what his name was on Bachelor, Tyler C. And I'm like, nah, "That's my dog." Like, but uh, no, it's, it's been fun kicking with him too. Though. Yeah, like I didn't even know he did the football thing. A I just know him from that. And then I see you're like training with him, working out mm-hmm. with him, or hanging with mm-hmm. him. I'm like, "How did these two yeah, connect?" Yeah. I didn't yeah, even realize. Yeah, so yeah, we worked out together for the uh, for the combine. Yeah, that's my dog. That's cool. So you came out of Wisconsin. Yeah. We we're talking about our mutual friend mm-hmm. Eric Burrell. Shout yeah. out to Eric Shout who's blowing EB. up. EB two five. What up, bro? EB two five, um, which has been cool to see his success. But the running backs that come out of that school, for sure. Like how? Why? I don't know how, man, because you, you – uh, well, first off, we're a running school. You know, we yeah. run the ball, and we always have good O-lines. So that's been obviously a big part of the success. But, I mean, lately we've, we've – I mean, we got four current now, and then we got JT who's probably going to be a first-round pick. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I really don't know why we uh, have such a successful group of backs. Um, and and uh, kind of like so, I mean, because guys were in the same room at the same time. You know, Melvin, James, and Corey, they were all – I was a cornerback at the time, but they were all, you know, s- splitting carries. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Now we got t- – those guys are two Super Bowl champions and one of them's a Pro Bowler. So it's it's pretty crazy the fact that um, we all came out of the same school and around the same time, but, like, and we're close. So that, that makes – I mean, like, me, Melvin, and James train together in the offseason. So that um, I feel like that helps us too, helps us continue that success. When you guys are training, where are you guys training? We train down in Florida because uh, okay. James is from Fort Lauderdale, so we train down where he's at, and uh, he's kind of like the OG of the group. So we we uh, go down where he is, and actually JT came down there, Jonathan. He came down and trained down there with James too. So uh, it's it's good. Like like I said, we're a close group of guys, and hopefully the group just keeps growing as more guys yeah. get into the league. He's going to be a first rounder, probably Most early second. He, he should be. How important is it to? for him to get drafted to a fit that works for him over just, like, going high. Like, you see Saquon, right? Mm-hmm. His rookie year, unreal. But this mm-hmm. year, obviously, he dealt with the ankle. Mm-hmm. But, like, you have your offensive line isn't great. It, mm-hmm. it gets tough to just produce as a back. Like, I'm a Ravens fan. Mm-hmm. If we stick JT in that offense mm-hmm. behind Ingram with mm-hmm. Lamar, mm-hmm. you know. We talk about running backs especially, talk about that a lot, like, a lot of successes comes off of your fit, you know, um, and that's whether that's your staff or, like you said, that's the O-line. A lot of your success comes off of your fit. I got lucky this year with Coach Arians. He, he likes to, you know what I'm saying, throw the ball out of the backfield and stuff. So I, I did well um, catching the ball out of the backfield, running routes and things like that. But you do see guys that, you know, these really highly touted players coming out of college not really have the careers that you thought they'd have in, in the league just because, one, offenses are tough to pick up in, in the league. So that's one thing I've – Running backs out of Wisconsin are really lucky that it's a pretty complex offense, and if you can get it there, you'll be successful in all 32 offenses in the league. But at the same time, it's also the fit, like you said, like it's guys that you know it's it's hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's hard to to just find a perfect fit. Like you see McCaffrey, like I don't know if he could have gotten to a better situation. And then on top of that, he's an elite athlete. So you see stuff like that where where it's cool, where you guys just you know find that good spot, and then they just have the success. Absolutely. Um, so talk a little about your season this year. Like you, you go from a special teams player to now catching the ball, and we'll get into Jameis because everyone needs to know about Jameis. Sure. I'm sure you can't talk about your season without bringing up Jameis and those boys. But like that, just your quick rise to becoming a like a very important player to your team. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was really cool. Was just even in the preseason, preseason, you know, having having the success I had, and then being voted captain by your teammates, that's just an honor, you know. And then um, carrying that throughout the season, I mean, we had ups and downs as a team. Um, personally, I feel like I was doing pretty well, and um, the staff, coaching staff recognized that. So Mark um, role just kind of grew as the season got got going and uh, more targets, more touches and things like that. So it's looking promising, you know, for the upcoming year for the team. I mean, we, we've got a lot of important pieces that we have to figure out, you know, where where they'll end up. and, and But um, – yeah, I'm excited for it, and uh, my season personally, I just it was fun. You know, it was the uh, first time I was actually, you know, a, a important part, important part of the puzzle for the team, and um, I feel like I did well with it. <laughs> it's just crazy, you know, <laughs> to see that rise in a single year. Because we talked to Austin Eckler, and it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You start on special teams, and it's like you go from being a superstar your entire life. Right. You're highly recruited coming out, and then you gotta swallow your ego mm-hmm. and head down. But then to see you select as a captain, mm-hmm. like that just shows like how sure. how unselfish you are as a right. as a teammate. I mean, yeah, especially like I was on practice squad for most of the season, you know, yeah. last year and then or two years ago. So then this past year, you know, being kind of I mean, it was and it obviously it was a lot of work, you know, but at the same time, like your teammates, you know, they 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 you're working with them all the time and they trust you and they see you as a leader, you know, and that's and it's a it's a big deal, you know. I mean, it's a it was a really big deal for me, and um, I'm, you know, I'm just happy, you know. Yeah. It's just still, it's just still kind of surreal for me just to be in the situation that I'm in and um, having the success that I'm in and going into my fourth year when you know I started off as a walk-on cornerback. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. So how do you feel about people saying you're part of the reason Luke Keekley retired? Because <laughs> when you juked him out at the goal line, maybe he thought he just didn't have it anymore. I mean, nah, that's not me. Nah, I'm just hearing that from other nah, people. Heard, I, nah, it's funny. <laughs> I mean, Luke is a phenomenal player. And I mean, I hope is he? he at, yeah. Everyone who talks about yeah, him he, says it's just crazy. Yeah, like, I mean, he knows what's going to happen. It's, it's pretty frustrating, actually. <laughs> I mean, being on offense, like, he'll honestly be 
saying outside zone to the left, outside, yeah. and then the D line. Why does he it. say that though? Like, because he's, he's moving his defense yeah, over. Yeah, oh, yeah, gotcha. he's t- he's, well, he, but does that give you a chance to check out of it, or it's just like? But then, then Jameis will say something, right? And, and he's, he's like, like, oh, uh, and then he'll, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's impressive, man. He's he's very very smart player, and then um, on top of that, he's just a great athlete. I mean, yeah. most guys you'll talk about white guys, and you'll just be how smart they are. Yeah. But Luke, he'll run down a toss like that. I mean, there's actually a play when he was running down James White, yeah. and one of my boys. I mean, he, James. I don't know if it was a toss or outside a sweep or something like that, but Luke just and gets him on the sideline. I mean, he's he's a phenomenal athlete too, yeah. but I shook him up. <laughs> I shook him up. And, uh, that was my you first did shake up. So yeah, the the tweet first. I just sent out, who's that of? Uh, oh, actually, that was my boy too. Uh, is that your boy? Uh, so that, I, so I, 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 I went undrafted to the Texans my rookie year. So me and Zach Cunningham, we were rookies together. Shout out Zach. He had a great year. He should have been a pro bowler, really. But um, yeah, I shook him up too. But I, that was my boy. He, I, he had to have known that was coming. I, I, I would always run routes one-on-ones against him when I was in Houston. Um, but yeah, Zach, he's my dog. But yeah, I, I got him good on that one too. Who's the best cover guy that you faced up against? Like, do you ever run into a guy and you're just like, God, I don't know, like how I'm gonna make this happen? I'm not gonna lie, no man. Yeah, okay, no, no <laughs> and, and that's probably no, a good. I mean, thing. I would say probably the best cover guy I've gone against is Levante David on my yeah, team. So yeah. I, that's the best part. I, I it's in training camp. Um, I go against Levante, and uh, he he's a really good coverage uh, linebacker, but. Yeah, I don't really see too many linebackers when I watch them. I mean, I watch a lot of film, and I've learned how to watch film from, like, Melvin Gordon. He kind of taught me how to watch film. Mm. And I'll be watching these linebackers, and I've I've never really come across someone that I've been like, I don't know if I'll be able to, you know, uh, uh, beat them on a route because I I just kind of trust my ability. But I very seldom, you know, get get As you should. As (laughs) you should. I mean, everyone we talk to is always like, you have to put that mindset of, of confidence how important is it and how helpful? I think you're in a very unique opportunity. Obviously, an unbelievable receiving back. And then you got two guys on the outside on your team that just, I mean. Right. Yeah, they, uh, it's, they're special. Mike and Chris, they, some of the, some of the best receivers in the league. And to have them both in the same offense, I mean, I'm pretty sure they both finished in top five in receiving before they got hurt. Um, yeah, they, they're incredible receivers and they made our job easier. I mean, just taking the top off the defense and, and and defenses are expecting the ball to go to them. And then we also had BP Perriman step in when they got hurt. And then I'm pretty sure he had like three straight 100-yard games yeah. or something like that. I mean, we, we had we had a really really high-powered offense. I mean, that's not even mentioning the tight ends and stuff like that. So we, we had a great offense. Um, and uh, it's fun to have them. I mean, it's fun. It's kind of fun to just watch them play. You know, yeah. some of the plays they made were incredible. Like some of the catches they made were pretty crazy. So, uh just as a football fan, having both of them on your team, you like it's 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 hard not to you know enjoy watching them play. Who was like your idol growing up, or who did you model your game after? Well, were you a unique well, unicorn? I mean, no, no, no. For sure. <laughs> growing up, I was a cornerback. Yeah, know? so, so I'm over here. I'm watching like Darrell Reeves highlights and stuff like that. Yeah. So then, not Ike Taylor. Them, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, not Ike Taylor. I mean, he, was, he was a good player too. Yeah. You know? But um, but then when I switched to running back in college, then I started watching like LaShawn McCoy, yeah. just in Jamal, just guys that were because I was a smaller back, so guys that were you know comparable in size to me, just so I can kind of see successful players that were my size. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I kind of watch everybody just because I try to be a versatile player. So I kind of watch like David Johnson, the, the the seasons that he had in Arizona. Like I, I try to watch him a lot just because he was killing cats and it, it was fun to watch. But yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say I try to model myself after one particular back. Um, but like I said, being at Wisconsin, like I'm learning from some of the yeah. best backs in the league. So um, it, it's uh, I just get to train with them and kind of just pick their brain all the time. How shady get away with running like that? Like, like you have coaches, mm-hmm. and if you ever ran like that, you would be on the bench for the rest of the season, right? I, and he's a great player, but I, I don't, blows I don't my know. mind. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know to be honest. <laughs> I have not, and they always say that's just how, because like, I'm pretty sure he's from Philly, he's from the East Coast. They say that's just what they do. Like, but I mean, he was shaking, like he was yeah. making people miss, and I like they couldn't punch the ball out if they they couldn't get close enough to him. So. I really don't know how he got it. My coach would lose his mind, yeah. even if it was a veteran running back. I mean, Shady's right. a veteran. Even if it was a vet, my coach would still, like, tuck the ball away, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But, I mean, he, he's trying to get, like, 12,000 career rushing yards, so it ain't really much you could say to him at this point. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I don't know how he – I mean, I don't know how he did that. I don't know how Crazy. he did like, that. I, I want to scream at my TV every exactly. time. But 
he doesn't. He fumbles a couple but times, he, yeah, but, he, but he, he really like, doesn't. Yeah, it's not really like twelve a season. Fumble, fumble or, yeah, issues with him, which just doesn't make. I mean, when you're carrying the ball like that, you just think you would think you would fumble all the time. The only but. person who drove me more insane was Ed Reed, because not because the way well he would carry it mm-hmm. like a, mm-hmm. but he like would try to pitch it yeah, and yeah, do all yeah. that crazy. But he's a safety. He's allowed yeah. to do his dumb stuff with the ball because he because he'll get it back. Yeah. But, but no, he uh, no, yeah, Ed Reed he was fun to watch too. And because he he returned the ball like he was a running back. Once he got the ball, he was Crazy. reading blocks and stuff like that. So, so you would consider yourself a football fan even though you play in the league because you love the game, or you actually just love watching people play at a high level. That's I think that is what it is. Uh, the second one, just because, and that's with any sport with mm-hmm. me. You know, I just the best of the best. You know, it's it's fun to be able to, and especially like playing against them, but just watching the bet. Like that's why I love the NBA or like watching the UEFA. Like it's just the best. Who's your UEFA the, team? I've always been a PSG fan because Lothan was my guy. Okay, and then he left, but I still stuck with him. I still okay. stuck with him. But did you watch so the game yesterday? I could. I was. Yeah, you're busy around. in New York. I was checking the scores though. I okay. got, but I I did see uh, Dortmund and and because Lil Rain, a little American, uh, he was cooking, and I saw yeah. his goal. But um. But yeah, I would say PSG's my squad. I couldn't okay. watch any games yesterday, but Neymar was back. That was that was yeah. But um yeah, so I, I just like watching the best of the best. So um as I would say that's probably why I love football. But also my dad, he's Nigerian and um he came to America and uh I don't know if it was to fit in or what, what it was, but yeah. he just bought a big old entertainment system <laughs> and he was always hosting football parties on Sundays okay. and all the Nigerians would come over and watch football at our house and so that that even when I was a soccer player still growing up but I was you know watching football games with my dad and his homies and I think that's all, part, partly why I was uh, such a big football and fan shout too. out to the Nigerian soccer kids because there's Fire. no more heat Fire. in the entire world back so, to back jersey I know we, we got it right for the world cup now we got it right for the Olympics too <laughs> I can't wait to pick that one up what what position did you play as a soccer player? I was left mid. Okay, me then, too. Uh, Are you left footed? No, I'm right foot. I would always I was cut in I'm right footed too, yeah, but okay. I was like the only one who could yeah. play with my left yeah. foot. Then we, my, and then my in high school, my sophomore year, we switched to a four three three. So that I was like playing left wing, but I was always playing on the left side. Yeah. though. I was always playing on the left. So side. when did you start playing football? When I was a junior in high school. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's pretty so dope for everyone in the audience, they'll they'll take a vote. So I played soccer my whole life. In eighth grade, I tried out for football, played running back. My first career carry, 10 yards, first down. <laughs> my next eight, lost yards on every carry, finished my <laughs> career with negative yardage. So whose transition to <laughs> football do you think turned out better? Uh, but yeah. what's your what's your honest thoughts? Uh, <laughs> there's just crickets, and <laughs> crickets from our uh, live audience. Don't be polite. <laughs> um, but what's the value? Because I feel like most people who are dual sport athletes, it's like a basketball and football because mm, right, right. it's different seasons. Sure, exactly. But what do you think your experience playing soccer did to kind of nurture you as a it football player? It helped so much. I mean, yeah. it helped so much. Like just the footwork. Like you, from an athletic standpoint, it's just the footwork and being light. But I would say from, like, a creativity, like, yeah. soccer is one of those sports. And I would say, I would, like, compare it to a point guard. But soccer is one of those sports where, like, you just have so much freedom, you know. It's not, you're not running set plays except for it's a free kick or something. So you just got so much freedom and, and you get on the same page with your teammates. It's just a lot of fun. You can just do whatever you want, overlap and stuff like that. So I would say the creativity was the biggest thing for me. So And then I also played basketball. So I really feel like I took soccer stuff to basketball and football. Mm-hmm. Just, so I've. I've I mean, I've, my kids will definitely play soccer at least a little bit, um, hopefully a lot because they get paid. <laughs> but, um, but, no, they're definitely going to start out like that just because I feel like it's just so much you it, you can bring to other sports from it. Because everyone nowadays growing up, it's like you ha- you're you 8 years old. You mm-hmm. can only play baseball. Right. You're 12. Right. You can only play football. You have mm-hmm. to find mm-hmm. – but every person I talk to is like you have to play multiple sports. It doesn't really make sense. And it, it doesn't make sense that, that parents try to fo- – I mean – Kids, yeah. At the end of the day, the kids are gonna choose. But I mean, I feel I just feel like you gotta let them play everything. Cause and one, you you're just exposing your kid to injury if they're just playing basketball for right. twelve months out of the year without any other type of m- movements and stuff like that. So, no, I definitely feel like it's important to play a lot of different sports, if not a little, at least two. You know, just playing at yeah. least the two different sports. So, as a football fan, Lamar Jackson this year, like, what just. You're in the league, you're watching him, and, I mean, people 
there's so the haters they just drive me crazy like yeah. it really is crazy but like what do you think of him as a player and like what him and them obviously different style but what Mahomes mm-hmm. is going to do for the league like it's like you said it's for the league it's huge you know there's two quarterbacks especially Jackson though two uh, doing it his way yeah. you know so you got the chain zone you know what I'm saying <laughs> coming in swag and sunglasses like stuff yeah. like that that's just that's him he's being yeah. himself but on top of that nobody can touch him he's got vision he's got unreal vision you know what i'm saying and and nobody and now he's slinging it um and and that's another example of being put in a system you know what i'm saying a system that fits for you right. and a coach that's working his offense around you no i'm i'm excited to see his future cuz he is an elite, elite talent, and then on top of that, he just works so hard. He wants to get better. So, and then Mahomes. I mean, there ain't really too much you can say about him. That's, <laughs> is that the general consensus yeah, around the league? It's just like, you, yeah, like it's, it's unbelievable. So what what he does with the football is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy, and like it's just fun to watch. So I have a big. Uh, my whole thing on the podcast is that Mahomes' championship window is closed. Is that right? Yeah. Explain that. All right. So. Out of everyone laughs as they should because he's super he's supernova, right? So out of the past ten or fifteen Super Bowl champion quarterbacks, none have ranked in the top five in salary. He's about to get the most money ever, right? Like like they're giving him a blank check, right? They should give him a hundred million a year, but it'll probably be forty or something. But if I had told you, I mean you grew up a football fan. Aaron Rodgers would never play in a Super Bowl again after he won. Then they go 15-1, and one, right, the year after. If I told you right before that game that he would never even go play in a Super Bowl again, you would have said, you're out of your mind. But you know it's a 53-man team, how important it is to have, I mean, be able to have all these guys. So, obviously, my thought is probably a little headline mm-hmm. guy, clickbaity, but, <laughs> but it is, like, it is a thought of, you know— it's more about the team than just one guy. He might be able to get past it all because he's that good. Yeah. But Rodgers was he was really good also. Yeah, I I hear I definitely hear what you're saying because when it comes down to you got to pay you got to pay a lot of players right. and you can't just you know be top heavy with it and stuff like that. But I mean, <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is a pretty I mean he's a pretty talented player. Yeah. I I could definitely see him getting getting back getting back there. Um, totally. What so. what. I could see if if you're talking about like a receiver, I don't think that um like high paid receivers like that, I don't think teams with those guys are gonna right. you know what I'm saying like or not high paid but like the highest right. you know like a top three paid receiver I mean because just the receiver because you can double team you know what I'm saying like yeah that. but um with the quarterback like Mahomes yeah the I quarterback's feel, the one position yeah, I, feel, I feel like I feel like Mahomes so how do you feel about high paid running backs? Shout out Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Pay my boy. <laughs> this, well, this is, you know, we always talk about this too because, once again, 53-man mm-hmm. roster, they're eating up a lot of cap. I do yeah. think there's an argument for receiving, like, dual threat. So, like, mm-hmm. Christian, Saquon, Melvin mm-hmm. can catch it, but Austin's, like, obviously huge yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, receiving backs are who they yeah. should be paying. <laughs> but, no, I feel like as far as – it depends on your system for sure. Yeah. But I, I feel like um, you should worry about paying, like, the group of backs, you know what I'm saying? Right. Because like, there's so many, like, look at the 49ers. There's so many yeah. successful teams that have, like, a tandem or maybe even three backs yeah. that they're rotating. You guys have a nice exactly, room, yeah. Exactly. So um, I, w- I would definitely say that. Um, but there are some running backs who are some some unicorns, and they, <laughs> they will be getting their, their like, Derrick Henry's about to get his bread yeah. soon. Um, Zeke deserved his money. Alvin and McCaffrey, they'll they'll be getting paid soon, you know. So guys like those guys, but um, yeah, like it, it is hard. I mean, and I get what these GMs are saying. The league is hard. It's, it's, it's hard as for, simple it's, as it's, that. It's hard. It's hard to pay a running back a lot of money. You know? yeah. It's hard to justify that. But some of these guys deserved it, and um, we'll see, it, 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 free agency is getting better in the NFL. Like, yeah, usually it's the NBA free agency yeah. that everybody wants to watch, but free agency in the league in the NFL is about to be interesting this offseason. Well, I think. A big reason that you just mentioned that NBA free agency is, is because they don't play with helmets, and everyone knows mm-hmm. right who these guys Man, are. All like six, seven. Like you, I've been courtside a couple right, times right. recently. Yeah. These guys are huge, right? right? Like these guys are really big. And like I'm on radio run, like Derwin James, all pro safety walks by, and I'm a huge football fan. But without his helmet, 
like I really didn't recognize somebody yeah yeah so what's that struggle like and like what are players starting to do what are you starting to do to kind of because the personal brand we know how important Mm -hmm. that is going forward not only just for the contract but for selling your own merchandise and getting brand partnerships like what are you trying to do in that world Besides coming on the podcast, ask, ask my freaking marketing guys. <laughs> they ask them. I don't know. It, yeah. it is it is tough though. But it like di- an example is like you're hanging out with Tyler Cameron. Mm-hmm. Like obviously he's your boy, but mm-hmm. that helps both of you for sure. Definitely. So it, it is tough. You know, in the in the NFL, it's hard to show show your personality, show who you are with the helmet on, and the teams are so big. You know, what I'm saying yeah. like it's hard for fans to feel attached to everybody on the team. Um, versus basketball where there's only 12 guys on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, you see their reactions after plays because they ain't got a helmet on and stuff like that. So um, it, it's, it's definitely hard, and football players talk about it all the time, but it's, it's our sport. You know, right. it's, it's just what, what you have to deal with. And, um, but you see guys that you know have that moment like Odell. They have that moment, yeah. and then everyone's drawn to them, and then they see their personality, and then people get to you know be drawn to them that way. But um, – no, it's definitely it's different sport. You know, it's different sport. It, uh, I feel like it's changing, and the social media age does definitely help that mm-hmm. if you know how to use it right. Um, so that that helps. But um, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot different. Uh, wish I was taller. I'd be hooping and uh, <laughs> have some more. Or fans. playing soccer, just heading balls in. And yeah, I mean overseas, like you see overseas, like you you'll be watching the UEFA yeah. game. And there'll be a backup, like a a twenty one year old. He'll right. come on in the eighty seventh minute. Yeah. You go to his Instagram. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. He's got four million. Right, followers. right. Like, who? What? Right. You know what I'm saying? So over there, like those guys are mythological creatures. Which and a lot of people would probably say, well, soccer's an international sport and it's the biggest sport. But in the US, like NFL rules. Mm-hmm. But on mm-hmm. social NBA rules, yeah, right? Which is weird. Rules, yeah, it's so, weird to think about. you got those guys that I mean and and you just find like JJ, he does his thing in the community and stuff like that mm-hmm. and, and huge philanthropy guy and obviously has a big following because of that, along with winning three defensive players. So right. in the NFL like I was I would say more than any other sport the because eh, I'm not gonna say it. more than any <laughs> other sport the NFL um your play you got to be a baller first and yeah. then people will follow yeah. you know what I'm saying then people will be attracted to you like everyone like wants to give like Kyle Kuzma shit right now right because we just talk about it in the Uber now <laughs> <laughs> I, but, right, I mean yeah. he's obviously an he's an all world athlete mm-hmm. like you can't discredit that he's not having the season he had last year because he's not there he doesn't have to score the ball like he had right. to. But the dude is going on dates with Vanessa Hudgens mm-hmm. and has millions of followers, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he's here every day. Exactly. So you guys are just talking about yeah, I mean, that. Well, I just saw I just saw a funny video in the car, but uh. Oh really? Oh, that was, oh yeah, that was on your page. You oh my god, the, the, the trash can that got. <laughs> <laughs> the trash game they got hit by a car. Yeah, yeah that was your video. That was a good video. I was that was a good video. Was I, was, I saw that on the way. Well, here. at first you see so for anyone who hadn't seen the video, it's a video <laughs> it's like a security footage video of a trash can getting hit and the caption is like, I hope Kyle Kuzma is okay. So at first what before they hit the trash can though, you're like, Wait, did Kyle Kuzma exactly. actually get in a car accident? And then it's just like a trash can falling <laughs> over. Smoke. But and there's no hate on Kyle Kuzma. For sure. He's, he's, he's just great. hot right now. Exactly. And honestly, it builds him up because mm-hmm. people are going to go follow him from mm-hmm. that. So maybe I'll just post about Dare being trash and get him to follow. <laughs> Please. <don't>. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you were going to make a comment on just that whole thing of like the NBA. No, guys. exactly. Yeah, like you football players, they 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 have to be. You got to be balling, and then they'll come check you right. out. But basketball players like you. You got guys that they they get they go viral just because of what the shoes they wear. Yep. The shoes they wear on the court. You know, Taco what I'm Fall. Ta- he plays four minutes every two exactly. weeks and four four and pro and all star votes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Caruso. Exactly. Don't Come even get me started on Caruso. But no, Caruso's cool. Mike Evans hit that there's that's his homie. They're that's home, they're, oh, they're and homies um, in college. Yeah. So Caruso, I freak with Caruso. He can like jump him. though. He's got bounce. He can you jump. You know what I'm saying? But no, yeah, Taco Fall. I mean, he's born seven five. Yeah. You know, however tall he yeah. is. And, now he's an icon, you know what I'm saying? So stuff like that. It's 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 different sports, different gangs, but What kicks are those? Some fear gods, man. I like fear those. Gods. Those Thanks. are Appreciate nice. Um all right. I made the people wait long enough. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. Great player. Great player. Great teammate. Yeah. So, um, uh, I would love to have him back. You know, I mean he's I love Jameis, you know, I, I would yeah. love to have him back and uh he's a good player, man. And uh he put us in great situations. Um 
So we'll see what they choose to do. Uh, we'll see what he choose. I mean, cause yeah. he's got to say in it too if he wants to stay. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see what he chooses to do. But um, yeah, I, I love Jamie. He's, he's a great teammate, and I feel like he, he we can win games with him for sure. So he got what eye surgery this off season. <laughs> he got so lucky. now he's just gonna see you coming out of the backfield. Clear as day, I, I think hit so. you on everything. I think so I feel, I feel like maybe that, maybe that's what it was. You know, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's gonna just take him to the next level. Because I mean, he said himself, once he gets rid of the turnover, I mean, he, he really was eyes. always squinting. I thought that was just like the sun was in his eyes, but maybe he couldn't see. Because when did you, <laughs> did you see last year when Steph Curry got? Contacts? Did you hear about that? Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I do yeah. remember that. Actually. Everyone was yeah. like, "Wait, Steph Curry couldn't he see the hoop the whole the time." Hoop. Yeah, yeah. No, we'll yeah we'll see if that. Um, I don't. I don't really know what LASIK really. I mean, yeah. So it just makes your vision perfect. Yeah, it just, pretty much resets it to. I might need. I got contacts, but uh, yeah. maybe maybe LASIK would be, <laughs> maybe be nice. Maybe if you start good. dropping the ball, which you don't do. If you start though, yeah, then we'll have yeah. to. <laughs> then, yeah, then I'll check out some laces. I have gotten my contact knocked out, but we got contacts on the side. Yeah. I've gotten knocked out a couple times by some by some big hits, and I just run over to the trainer and put a new contact in. But maybe LASIK might be the way. We'll see how. We'll see. Jameis leads us to the promised land. I think the whole squad will be getting LASIK <laughs> for sure. So you scored a couple touchdowns this year. One time you guys were down, so no celebration. Mm, yeah, no the other time though. What dance was that? It was Is that your own? Was no, that you created that? No, no. So Drumline. Uh, okay. Um it was a scene with Nick Cannon. I don't even remember the guy's name, the white guy. He's in the locker room practicing beating the bass drum. And so Nick comes in there, he's like, You gotta make love to the drum and they start beating the drum together. They start hitting the drum together and uh so then Melvin, Melvin did it uh after he scored once with the Chargers and then I told him I was like, If I score I'm gonna do that too and then we gotta uh Put them both together. We got to do it the same day. Mm. He scores the same day. Doesn't do the celebration. So it just, it just messed up the whole thing. <laughs> right. But I still did it, and I loved it. And, and it was uh, a big touchdown. It was, it was a good, it was yeah. really big touch. It was in Seattle too. Yeah. That, that was a really fun touchdown to have. But um, yeah, Melvin didn't do the celebration, so it kind of ruined the, the moment. But uh, it was fun celebrating. It was fun. So all these coordinated touchdown dances that teams do, like. Are they do it the week of someone comes up with it and you actually use practice time to work on them? Like, the only reason I ask is because, of course, during the course of this, you have so much time. But, like, in a playoff week, mm. do these teams actually, like, they're not watching film, they're working on their <laughs> playoff celebration? Well, what I've heard with the Seahawks is they're the ones that, like, just match yeah, the crush celebration. It. Apparently, they, they, the receivers, they do it after practice on their own. <laughs> um I didn't score enough touchdowns, but believe me, if I was in the end zone a lot, we yeah. would have had you would have seen some stuff. Okay, I definitely was putting it in guys' ear like if we're scoring, we're doing this. If I score, we're doing this. Okay, but um, no, I my team, like does the coach if you're on the goal line, Coach Arian, who calls the plays, Coach Arians, Coach Arians and Byron. But so Byron, like, Byron does he call play. in like ISO right, and if we score, here's the touchdown <laughs> answer, or, no, or that's not it. No, no, that's 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 strictly the players and. <laughs> And it's even even before the huddle because uh, most quarterbacks don't like when you know other guys are talking in the yeah. huddle. Um, you know, in high school, you hey, throw me the ball if I score with everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But now you can't really do that in the league. But um, yeah, we it's it's mostly a practice thing. It's like uh, hey, if I score or or, or some would be viral. He'd be like, right. hey, yo, if, if we score, let's do this or something like that. Yeah. But um, it's uh, it's never really uh, coordinated on game day. On game day, people are locked in for yeah. sure. Give me your best in the huddle, like Jameis play call. Like, is it? It's <laughs> <laughs> actually a joke with Are, the team. You uh, can do uh, it. No, I, I can't uh, do it. But, but it's boy, a joke with the uh, team. I don't know if Jameis is listening, but <laughs> T.J. Logan, he he roasts you. <laughs> That's all I was. He, he Jameis is pretty funny, funny in the huddle because because we, we got a lot, like we use the wristband. Yeah. And it's, uh, if yeah. It's a he long, does have if the it's, If it's a long play call, he gets in the huddle. He's like, "All right, guys, stay with me." <laughs> <laughs> and so everybody's just staring at him because it's like a paragraph of of a, of a play call, and it's just the funniest thing how he says it. Because once he says that, everybody's like, "Oh, here we go. We gotta we gotta lock in on this one." But no, J- yeah, James he commands the huddle really well. Uh, it, it, James is my age, and it, yeah. it always I always forget because he, he's like a ten year vet the way he yeah. acts, you know, the way he carries himself. And so uh, people like he, he demands a lot of respect in the huddle, so everyone's staring at him when he when he speaks, but. Um, no, yeah, he, he definitely is funny in the huddle though. His and his accent too. People talk about his accent because what's his accent? He's from Bama. He's from, yeah. Alabama. He's from Alabama, so he's he's got that draw. And I, 
Like we've got <laughs> we got a route called salmon. You'll say salmon, <laughs> and we like James. It's not salmon, man. I know you said like salmon. you guys are fighting in you the huddle and everyone's trying to get stuff them. like that. It's um yeah, James cracks me up when he's reading that wristband though. That's amazing. Well, next year after you are a pro bowler, you come back on the pod. That's just how. That's just courtesy. Sure. You know what sure. it is. Um, sure. So where can people find you on social media? Just, ah, I'm not gonna spell my name, but Dario Gumbawale is tw- uh, Instagram and then Twitter. All right, All right. For, let me give a tip to your guys. Let's shorten that up. <laughs> well, because Twitter, you up. have Twitter, you have DG yeah, DGO. That was that's my initial okay. DGO twenty three. Uh, that's my Twitter. But, but yeah. if they type in Dare Dare O and Dare for the people listening D A R E, so it's not that tough to spell. No, the last name's a little harder, but Dare O they should be able to find up, right? it. Yeah, yeah for so, for sure. and I'll post you, and we'll get you some followers. We'll get some followers We're sure, gonna sure. so the goal is to make sure you have twice as many as Kuzma by <laughs> by the start of the regular. <laughs> you gotta bleach season. my hair for that. <laughs> Do you ever think about doing stuff like that? Like if you came out to training camp and your hair was just pink, like you would get some you would Probably get some attention. Some Rojo did that. Rojo, yeah. he, he came back with his hair so red. So he's a cloud chaser. And our coaches roasted him. Yeah. But I don't think he did it for cloud. I think Rojo's just off, man. <laughs> Rojo's a different cat. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he he came back with his hair red. and Ro- Rojo wears sunglasses while we're inside at night. That's that's how Rojo <laughs> operates, though. That's my dog. That's my dog. All right. Well, thank you for coming by. Sure. I hope you enjoy New York sure. City. Best yeah. of luck to you next year. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for of having course. me. Ever wonder why traditional button-ups look so long and baggy? That's because they were never meant to be worn that way. Untucked shirts were specifically designed to be worn untucked, a modern solution to an old problem. With no untucking or tailoring required, no matter your size or shape, these shirts are the perfect untucked length. Yo, all I gotta say is visit untuckit.com, use code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your order. They even offer free shipping and returns on all orders to the U.S. Sorry to our 8% international audience. But that's untuckit.com, promo code BLUEWIRE for 20% off your first order. What up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Settleman from Snapback Sports on Snapchat. Joining me today, and as always, is my co-host and best friend, Abe. Abe, what's up? Uh, long weekend, man. I don't know. <laughs> you sound I'm down tired. in the dumps. Well, I just had a bad night last night. Why? Actually, no. Uh, the fight was the fight was great, but yeah, the fight was great. Sixers. We'll dive into the Sixers in a second. We don't not have to. not not really much about the Sixers, just about no, Ben. Yeah. We don't really have to. Okay, we can pass <laughs> it then. Um, but first, there was like you mentioned a really really good fight. So let's tip off. Do you Monday think it was a good fight? A lot of people are saying that they just waste eighty dollars. Did you pay for it, or did you use the stream? I. So I, when I opened my computer tonight to, to for us to come record, I um, had to close down about seventeen different pages of just trying to find a stream last <laughs> night. Like I had a bunch of different streams, and they were all working fine. It was just like they were lagging at random points before the fight on like the undercard, and I was with like I don't know six or seven of my friends, and we're just like, let's just do it right. It's probably the biggest fight in the last God knows how many years. Like it'll be. 10, 15 bucks each person. Let's just bite the bullet and buy it. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we bought it. Yeah, that's how it? I feel. Yeah, we had four people, so it was 20 bucks each. And um, Just like – so it was like, for instance, I was watching – this has nothing to do with sports um, – Parasite the other okay. day, the, the movie. Yeah, you Best told Picture. me about that. Yeah. yeah, like the subtitles were all jacked up and everything. I'm just like, listen, four bucks, Amazon, this thing won Best Picture. There are certain things that – you spend for it to do it the right way. Like I was having this conversation with someone about like stuff that's important to you in your life. Like I enjoy the process of getting my haircut, right? Like I love how it makes me feel after whether, (laughs) whether other people think it's a good, good (laughs) I'm just letting you know, like it's those things in life. Like you want to watch the best picture movie, like you spend on it and it's, Uh it's okay. If it's a passion of yours, it's okay to spend on it. Even if it's a little expensive, but and that's the life segment of today. Okay. If it's important well, to you, I, it's worth the I money. I get what you're saying. You're saying I'm trying to tie fight. life. You enjoy into- sports, so you do it. You gave us a nice example with the process of getting. You don't actually like the process of getting your haircut. You just 
You're saying no, I do. Your haircut is important to you, so no, it's I, worth... I, I, no, no, I enjoy getting. A oh, haircut. so you're saying like you like the wash and the the shave? I don't even like. So, so what pro- what part of the process are you paying for that you enjoy? I'm confused. No, I'm paying for the. I'm not saying I pay for the process. I'm saying that's yeah. I pay for what it, how it makes me feel. But I don't like. I enjoy getting a haircut. Like I don't. It's not like going to the dentist. Okay. Like everyone hates the dentist. I Speaking honestly much. have never. Oh, had don't go down this hill. I feel Do like not go down this hill. I like. You know what I really like at the dentist is when they fill up the little like mouth guard things with the. Oh. Makes me want to throw. See, oh, I get the. Dude, I think I get strawberry something. I like it. I really dude, don't mind the dentist. Oh, the, the only the thing foam. I don't like is like the sucky tube that you gotta like clear your mouth out. Dude, they're just like stabbing at your mouth and everything. I, I listen. I don't like things inside me. Plain and simple. Okay, and we will move on. <laughs> Sam O'Brien, thirty. I can't believe you actually like the. Uh, dentist. I like the That's dentist. That's crazy. I, I wouldn't say I like it. I just don't have a distaste for it. I, I think you're one of like a, you're very much in the minority. We can pull it. We can pull it. Put it up on Instagram. I will. Sam O'Brien, thirty-four. <laughs> Question for Abe: How much would you pay to see Tyson Fury fight Jack? That oh, is, that was to me. How much yeah. would I pay to see Tyson Fury fight? Which Jack? is interesting because you just talked about t- buying the fight. So you paid twenty bucks to watch the fight. Fifteen, twenty bucks. How much would you pay to see Fury fight me? I'm glad you said fight you, not you two fight, because there would be no There would be limited fighting from my end. <laughs> um Yeah, I'd spend that. I, 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 <laughs> like we would pay per view that. That would get hits. Oh, you're gonna you're gonna start becoming like uh what's that guy's name? Jake trying Paul, to fight Logan Paul. Yeah. They're trying to fight A B. Yeah. You should try and fight A B. I should try I'll to fight A B. I would I'll fight A B. I would take down A B, no doubt. Dude, he's like 5'8". Yeah, he's tiny. I'd fight A.B. A.B., I'm calling you out. He does listen to Heard it pod, here first. So this could no, happen. I know he listens. I know he listens. But, uh, yeah, I'll fight him. All but right. how much would I pay? I'd pay 100 You would bucks. pay 100 bucks this year. I'd pay 100 bucks. Easy. <laughs> All right, Ben Loomis, 9. I'm not going to lie. I thought I was reading his question. Do you think there will be a rematch between Wilder and Fury? So, in the clause... Uh, Wilder's 30 days to activate a rematch. So Wait, what does that mean? What does that so, mean? So in the contract, right, all these boxing deals. Is this like a, uh, like a regular thing? Is this, or is it just like well, all the for the boxing trilogy? Fights is this have a like trilogy a, cl- clause? All of them just happen to have different stipulations. Like every Mayweather fight, right, like had different stipulations. The one, there was one in this one where if Wilder wants a rematch – he has to declare a rematch within 30 days. So this would be fight three. The first one went to a draw, but honestly, Fury kind of won that fight, and he was in terrible shape. It was Wilder caught him with one punch. Last night, Wilder gets absolutely demolished. Dude, he got necessarily... it, dude, it was actually start to finish. Start to finish domination. It, so What did you think about, the, uh, about uh, when the ref called it? You think it was a fair call? All right, so let's let's go back to the beginning because what you said, start to finish. So Fury won round one, and round two right. was way more even. Even one judge had Wilder. Well, Wilder came out. Nine. Wilder actually came out uh, pretty hot out the gate in like that first minute of the yeah. round. But yeah. then they were traded, and then Fury kind of just took over. So well, that's the thing. They it was somewhat even, and then the knockdown happens in round three. Correct. Is that the that was the like yeah that's the borderline illegal hit, and so that he, that was such a bang bang play like. I understand, like, that view that we posted on Instagram today. Like, obviously, he got him in the back of the head. But, like, the way he – someone commented. Like, the way he ducked and, like, it's all yeah. happening so quick. Oh, like so fast. It's, but, it's, a, it's an illegal hit. It's not a dirty hit. Like, well, there's no mal- the there was say, no malintent. Well, Wilder was upset when he went down because he was kind of like, he didn't really knock me down. So Well, yeah, I think he wanted, like, gone, a point deduction or something. Exactly. So if it had gone 12 rounds, do they really take that knockdown into effect as much? Like, do they take the full point off his card? I don't know. I mean, but, but like, there were certain rounds that, like, he could have scored him 10-7. Like, right, he was but dominating. more importantly, it was that hit that ruptured his eardrum 
and really turned the fight. His equilibrium was way off. He couldn't stand up for for the Dude, rest. Dude, he of the looked fight. he looked he looked concussed. Exactly. So I think that knockdown wasn't as big a deal as the actual effect of like his ear got messed up. And if it was an illegal hit, then that's like a whole bigger conversation, right? But right. Wilder I mean, didn't it definitely. I think it's easy to say it was illegal. Right. And I think, but like an illegal below the belt shot, right? If he gets hit in the groin, he can recover. And like, it just takes two minutes as a man to like really figure that out. But it's not going to throw off the way you're standing and taking no, punches yeah, ahead. So this you. illegal hit could have had bigger uh, percussions. Dude, the thing about the, uh, sorry, so let's get to the stoppage. Because that right, yeah. right when it happened, I was just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I don't know about that. Like. It wasn't. It wasn't getting fall. He didn't fall down or anything. Like he just blew it, and I mean, he was getting dominated. Like he was. He was toying with them. He was putting them in corners. That is Tyson Fury, obviously. But they're saying his corner called it. They did. They literally. He, do you know the terminology throwing in the towel? Yeah, I wasn't born yesterday. Did you see them throwing the towel? Like that's a real thing. Like they actually oh, it's threw a actually towel. Actually, a real thing. Yeah, yeah. They, there's an angle of the. As Was it the white? Ref, Was it yeah, white? It's a white towel, and they threw it in the ring. So they actually did. The ref, I do believe, Wilder was pissed. Wilder was pissed, but listen, they kind of saved his life. Exactly, and that's their job. Like. Once again, his stuff was so thrown off by the ear injury that there was no coming back from that. There was one swing. He wasn't throwing any punches. He was just eating them. And I know he hadn't gone down, but it was getting really ugly. Like, it was was only going to be an injury to happen. What are your – we needed to discuss – I don't think you should be able to show up to a heavyweight (laughs) boxing championship match looking like – a villain out of the Spider-Man series in that what cost $40,000. I looked it up that, wow. that costume that could sing and dance for you. If you wanted to, I do not think you're allowed to show up wearing that and then proceed to get your ass beat. Like how, how uh, do but you the do same that? argument could be said for fury coming in on the throne? Like if he had lost, that would have been just as embarrassing. I, I, dude, did you see that damn costume? <laughs> I thought it was epic. <laughs> dude, it was epic and he wears it all the time, but Literally, like, Fury came in, played some questionable music or whatever. I was just like, okay, whatever this is. On the throne. It's like, yeah, yep, all right. So let's answer Ben's question. Do you uh, think we're going to. Rematch? We're going to. We're, ben, stick around. Um, but, uh, and then Wilder came in, and the second the lights went off, and, like, they showed his face, I literally just uttered the words, oh, my God, Fury's <laughs> going to actually die. <laughs> like, like, it actually scared the shit out of me yeah, watching was, that. But, Ben... Cut. Will they fight again? I do think so because I, I don't. the the only other person really waiting is Anthony Joshua and well, and uh, Fury said, "Listen, if Wilder doesn't want it, AJ, let's get it on." But listen, Joshua is not going to go ahead and fight Wilder. What is Wilder's next move? That's the biggest fight he'll be able to get. Whether he thinks he can win or not is a different story. Like, is that why you think he won't fight him because he actually doesn't think he can win? Yeah, I don't think that – it doesn't seem like if he wins the third fight that anyone's going to look at him as, like, one of the greatest boxers ever. So he probably needs to just – Because he just got demolished for two straight fights. And yeah, now I'm, I'm just, thinking that, like, if he drops – I also don't think that he can – he's not – I don't think he's that great of a boxer. I, I was going to bring this up. I'm glad you did. So in the sports with media It's kind of the lazy thing to say. Yeah, no, that's but it's the fun thing to say. <laughs> but – uh Twitter, we were making narratives. Is it time to create the narrative that Deontay Wilder is a one-trick pony? Um, yeah, He's a knockout but, king, but and that's sometimes one-trick ponies, it's not the worst thing in the world. It's just like... Oh, yeah, definitely made him a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, in theory, if Fury doesn't have the magical comeback in fight one, then he's undefeated and even knocked out Fury. And maybe the narrative's very different. So, I want to talk about a potential Fury-Anthony Joshua fight. Why would Anthony Joshua want to fight Tyson Fury? Money. He, yes, correct. But that was a rhetorical question. That's the whole story. He, Anthony Joshua lost to a small fat guy, and now he's going to fight a colossal fat guy in Tyson Fury. <laughs> Seems like, like a bad matchup. Yeah, what in the world? I saw a tweet. It was like, it's the year we're in the era of the fat athletes, and it was like a pick stitch. It was like 
um, uh, Ruiz, Tyson Fury, Zion, and uh, I forget who the other one was, but it made me crack up. Just like these big boys. I don't think there's a rematch. Maybe there is. Uh, I do. Sh- I shout really out to do. Caleb.ot13 who asked, will we see Fury versus Joshua? I wonder, like, I think, I wonder I what think those odds would be. What, you think we see Fury Joshua? Mm-hmm. I mean, either way, the heavyweight division is so elite and so back that any combination of those three is an awesome must, must-see must fight. So Agreed. keep Ruiz out of it. All right, let's move to M. Watson 609. What do the Sixers need to do to be the top team in the East? So obviously bringing that up for specific reasons. I called it on Thursday's pod. I said you guys would get absolutely blown out. I didn't obviously anticipate Benjamin becoming injured, but I don't know how much that changes in the game. You suffered through the majority of it. I, uh, but what's the report? Because I was with they're being very, I was with very Showtime shady. Cappers this weekend. Follow him on Twitter if you don't. Uh, and he read me a report that Ben was hysterically crying in the locker room, which obviously was, Ben's a baby. He was emo- okay, that wasn't the report. He was emotional. He wasn't hysterically crying. Um, but, yeah, he subbed out after the first five minutes. I just I, – I, I'm so ready to throw in the towel on this team, man. I really <laughs> Literally <am>. or figuratively? <laughs> now that you know that's a real thing. Like you're going to yeah. show up at work today oh, there's a, there's or a tomorrow. Towel around, there's a towel. Not today. We're talking in the present. Um, there's a towel around me. But what do the Sixers need to do? Um, I thought it was Bench right. Al Horford. <laughs> I thought it was Bench Al Horford, and that worked originally. For a game, right? It's it's been helping, but he is just a shell of what he used to be, man. He is awful. Who and Horford? Horford, man. Yeah. It's it's. I mean, we gotta wait to see what Ben the deal with Ben is. Um, he's definitely out tomorrow. Not to mention, no bias is out tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, it's a, it's an absolute mess. Like Joel. The thing about it is, though, I, I've been pissed at Joel Embiid all season because he we saw right. like. In the media, he wasn't himself. Like he's not talking crap, uh, smack anymore. He's not on social media. And then he said, "I gotta get back to my ways." Like I was trying to help everyone fit in, but the only way we're gonna be the best Sixers that we can be is if I'm the best Joel Embiid I can be. And that's when I'm having fun. I'm doing all this stuff. So we started back up with that again. And I'm sure you saw the quote that he he uh, thinks he's the best player in the world. <laughs> I was comical. Listen. Whether it's true or not, I'm trust me, I'm not I'm not agreeing with him, obviously. But that's what I need to hear out of him as a Sixers fan. That's what I want to hear. That mentality. Just like That's fine. He, I, you, I'm exactly. He's had that lazy look on his face all year, disengaged. That's just you want that fire lit under him. And then he came and I think shot five of eighteen from last yeah, night. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, it's it was just I mean I said, I was like, listen, we cannot go into that game last night and expect to win. Like, we have the Hawks at home tomorrow night. We can expect to win that game. The only thing you can do is hope for it, and it just sucks when you lose by 20-plus and your superstar point guard leaves the game. So, to speak on Ben, though, would it, like, shock you? Just the way about this whole situation, right? Like, he didn't go into the all-star break injured, right? And then he was like, kind of. Yeah, dude, they up. said it. They oh. said that it happened going up for a rebound in practice the other day. But dude, I, you watch the All Star game, obviously, yeah, right? This seems weird, right? There was a moment where he fell in the All Star game after that putback dunk, and just laid there where my heart stopped for a second, and then got up and sprinted down the court, and I was like, phew! But he like landed on his lower back. And I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. He just got hurt in an all-star game. But then he sprinted down the court and was, like, smiling and everything, so he seemed fine. And then he was spotted jet skiing in the Bahamas two days later. And then apparently he goes up for a rebound in practice. Like, it's all fishy. Like, Uh, if they said he was out for the rest of the regular season, would it shock you? I mean, backs are tricky. Right, that's my point. Like, it's starting to feel just a very weird situation. I mean, and it's amidst- like Woj tweeted without tweeting today. You know what exactly. I mean? He tweeted, like, uh, update on Ben Simmons. He got yeah. further evaluation, and he's going to get more evaluation tomorrow, and that's it. Like, what? <laughs> like, why did he tweet that? <laughs> <laughs> what? How bored like, are you? Sun will come up tomorrow, probably. We'll see yeah, tomorrow. Like, what but- the hell? Um, it's right. supposed to it's supposed to rain tomorrow, but we'll find out when <laughs> tomorrow happens. 
Uh, Evan Heller, a.k.a. John Gruden, as of right now, who's leading the NBA MVP race? Giannis. Uh, the guy that put close. up 37 points on the Sixers last night. <laughs> He's worth let's have, let's have Let's take that a step further for, for John. Let's take Giannis out of the conversation. Who's your MVP? Uh, number two right now is... Hmm. Make the right decision. I, he has Anthony Davis, though. Oh LeBron's been God. awesome ca- this year. No, he Who has. cares? He's been awesome, but he also has a top five player next to him, so I don't know who He's deserves. also 35 and leading the league in assists. Okay, Rachel Nichols, but... Being thirty, okay, that okay. was a, that was that I wasn't mean, fair. Okay, thir- well, you just said it. He's thirty-five. Okay, that's his age. That you don't get points for that. There's nothing. He's okay, not but winning. The Rachel Nichols jab was. A little I mean, much. <laughs> I mean, come on, don't give me that. If you're gonna use that, that was then, not okay. I, that was more just like a LeBron apologist type thing. That exactly. Run through and my I had blood. to call that you out on that. So that now was you're going to go as Rachel Nichols <laughs> on the podcast. If you're going to that was that, that was not a a pitch as to why he's the MVP. Okay, so give me the pitch then as why he's number. I just two. don't think there's anyone else. Yeah, it's tough right now because Harden probably like I'm not giving it to, to I'm not giving it to what five or six seed Luka Doncic like no nah, thanks no definitely not Luka. I'm not um, giving it to not in the playoffs Damian Lillard. Right. Um, Harden's somehow averaging 40 almost. You know what? Like, am I crazy to say that? I mean, it would be LeBron probably, but like, dude, I I would give it to maybe Pascal. Pascal's interesting. Jokic is interesting. Oh, piss off. Well, Jokic, Jokic is like 25, here. so Jokic if you is like the Serbian MVP rankings. Jokic is like the the Serbian Tyson Fury. Oh, that's who it was. He literally it was is. it was Jokic, oh, yeah. Ruiz, uh, all the fat people, Zion and uh, Fury. That's who it so, was. So dating back to last week, where we mentioned we hadn't watched a lot of college basketball, I, I got to watch some this weekend, which I was excited about. There's oh, that some Kansas games. game was electric. Yeah, great game. I also got to watch a few of the prospects. I mean, the Georgia game-winning shot, Anthony Edwards dunk. He's the uh, real deal. You want him Obi in New York? Hopping. I want Obi. You want Obi? No, I want Lamelo Ball. Let's <laughs> let's make that <laughs> just clear for right like now. just for like the uh, like if the the, well, first of all, did you just know for the, the show. Did you know the Knicks have never had a good point guard? Stephon Marbury. Exactly. What do you mean? He was fire. He, but not when he was on the Knicks. Are you sure about that? He was like the epitome. Ray for Alston. When the Knicks have a good point guard, like they kind of th- like think about Jeremy Lin. Like Lin's sanity was crazy because he was averaging like twenty two. Oh yeah, he was in New York on the. Uh, he had a couple really good years and. Uh, yeah, it's putting up twenty two a game. Dude was selling shoes for twelve bucks. How good could he have really have been? Remember, uh, the star remember Rose. our nurse. What was her uh, name? Yeah, Aunt Rose. Aunt Rose and her sexy starberries. Jack and I for the audience listening. We had a doctor at camp who rocked starberries, and she was awesome. So that's she, the context uh, you need. Um, anyways, no I want Lamelo but- Ball because I actually think he's the best player in the draft. He's mm. actually been playing against, like, M- look at Luca, right? He played against NBA level, not NBA level talent, but adults for all those years. Like, Lamelo's well, been he doing was doing it thing. since he was 14. Right. What do you think Lamelo's been doing? Not playing professionally. Not playing professionally, but he's been playing out. He played professionally this year. He's played with Lonzo. He's played in camps with all these guys. Um, he's played in the summer. There's a difference leagues. between Luca and. Yeah. Oh, Jeremy Lin, dude. Uh, that's what I just said. I said, think about this. Jeremy Lin averaged like 20. A game for seven games, and the city lost its mind. Imagine if we had a good player, and we got well. The okay, ball. it wasn't that he averaged twenty or whatever. It was that he was just hitting game winner after game winner, he hit like one game winner. That's my point. That's how the Knicks just need a point guard, dude. Like, I, I keep I'm looking at like past Knicks point guards. It's crazy, dude. Dude, Elver Payton didn't play on Friday, and I was like, we have no chance because that he's the MVP of the league because that's how bad the Knicks. Are. Oh my god. You know who's overrated? I think we need to get it like an official on the pod. Trey Young, empty Whoa. calorie Trey Young. Whoa! I, I mean, dude, that kind of take is right up my alley. You know that. Um, <laughs> Explain actually, to me how me, that me, team... me and my me and Grossman, my roommate, were talking about today. He's like statistically, according to the nerds, 
one of the worst defenders of all time. Correct. He at he, his position. He leaves. He gives up more points than he actually contributes. I watched Alfred Payton take him to town, and I said, this guy is just so bad. And he scored 50 against the Heat, and they won, right? But he needed 50 points on a ton of shots, and he was hitting those logo threes. He Like, he has that range, but it's not at, like, an insane efficiency. And he doesn't remember use when, it to Remember drive. when people were talking about the uh, the Hawks making a run at the uh, eight seed yeah. earlier in the year? Like, how, right before the Explain to me how Trey Young could start in the All-Star game. Have John Collins, have your boy Cam Reddish, have like... Wh- Cam Reddish Huerter's is good. Huerter's good. Uh, DeAndre Hunter's been playing good defense this year as a rookie. Explain to me he how got, that uh, team has less wins than the next. You can't. Unless um, you can declare that Trey Young fills up the stat sheets and nothing more. So you wouldn't want Trey Young on the Knicks? Did I say that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you. <laughs> Just because he's overrated doesn't mean he's worse. Than, doesn't mean that you're still Frank need to sell some tickets. <laughs> uh, Liam MCK seventy two. Yo, let me get some cereal. Can you Venmo me? Drop your Venmo name. We'll Venmo you for some cereal. Um, and then yeah, final Jack question. Might. Jack, Jack might. <laughs> I like this question, and we'll close with this. David dot arts ninety three. Oh no, we have. I have a. I have a question that we need to talk about okay. after. What's the biggest surprise of the NBA season so far? Let's keep it short. Um, you go first because I don't really Biggest know. surprise? or like, yeah. what Oh, biggest mean? surprise. All right, mine, I'll go first. I'm going with the Raptors. Like, I, yeah. I'm yeah. shocked that they have 40 wins. Okay, you took, you took a, you took a uh, positive surprise. I'm going to take a negative surprise. Mm-hmm. I think it's the Sixers. How much of a disappointment they've it's been. It's tough because, you know, we talk about the Sixers all the time. Oh, you, wait a second. Evan, I, like, forget it. Forget it. I, I don't even want to talk about the Sixers anymore. It, it's the Oklahoma City Thunder. Nope. Not a surprise because... Oh, uh, you don't do this. What? What? I know you said I wouldn't be surprised if they made the no, playoffs. No, no, no. I said they would be a playoff team if they didn't blow it up, and they didn't, and they're a playoff No, team. you said they have because a chance they have the to be. the point guard, and that's all you need. Chris Paul, best fourth quarter player this season the disrespect this man has been put through because of unlucky instances in his career labeling him as like a loser. what you, like what like what like pulling his hand no, no I'm listen no, wait, wait wait don't give attitude i'm not going at you i'm no, curious no, i'm giving attitude because there was cb3 slander on the podcast before i said he's a winner and well no what did i say not that he was a winner okay, you can I, talk to talk term. to my boy uh Talk to my boy Ryan Hollins. Chris Paul is to a point in his career Well, he'll never play 82 games. He'll never be able to get you through a season. And if we're going to talk about elite, one player, one elite player on a squad gets you to the playoffs. Chris Paul alone does not get you to the playoffs. Chris R- Paul- Ryan Hollins, everyone. Which He's is fair. SGA and Gallo have been awesome. But uh, let's – no, no, no. Hold on real quick. Wow. <laughs> this is actually amazing. Uh, we have Ryan so, we have Hollins- so much ADD. Hold on, Ryan Holland's career, 2006-07, 27 games played, zero started, 07-08, 60 games. In his career, I'm looking at the basketball reference right now, he never even played in over 73 games, yet he's speaking on Chris Ball's inability to play 82. That's that's pretty that's pretty good, Ryan Put Hollins. me on television. Ryan Put Hollins, me on television. Take your 2.3 field goal attempts in your career on average. He averaged 3.7 points per game. And just shove it up here. I think I could get to the bucket with Ryan Hollins guarding me. It's funny because I just saw a question posed online. If there was an active NBA player you had to play one-on-one for your life to 11, who would you pick? And I almost said something really stupid, but just because I hate him. <laughs> what What were you going to say? I was going to say Jokic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's probably not a good pick. Um, who they do picked, I think is so the So the person who posed the question picked Udonis Haslam. <laughs> Which is crazy, still in the league. Off you the top of my head, and I don't know if it technically counts. I'm going to count it, though. I would say Isaiah Thomas, just because I feel like he would give me buckets, but I feel like, I don't know, I have like six inches on him. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, I'm just trying to th- Draymond sucks. Uh, <laughs> You're naming literally all-star level player. Remember what I said about Draymond Green What during the Warriors uh, run and everything? Like, you obviously know how much I hate Draymond, but I said if you put Draymond Green I, in I, Char- on a Charlotte Hornets uniform, we would never hear peep out, never hear his name again. 
I don't know. The team this year is so bad. That I'm, that's what I'm saying. He's not an all-star player. He is, though. Because no. he, he still is one of the best defenders in the world. That, okay. that you can't take away from him. But, like I'm saying, like Draymond Green is getting no all-star chatter this year. He's averaging a, what did Charles call it? A triple single? <laughs> Charles Barkley, by the way, is like... He's so funny. Gold to America. Oh. I would, uh... What was your final question, though? You said you oh, have one. Yeah. Um, why don't you read a little Untuck It while I find this question? <laughs> For reading Untuck It later. Oh, all right. Well, unt- stick around for Untuck It, guys. I <laughs> uh, found it. So this is the second week in a row he submit this question, and we haven't gotten to it yet. I'm going to let you go first. Okay. John Sawyer Gray oh, wanted boy. to know, what are your thoughts on Supercross racing? You know, I thought that Jenkins Johnson closing third of the Supercross Toyota in Detroit was like... <laughs> Did you just... What did you just Google? No, I just made that up. I don't watch oh. Supercross. Look, listen. We got college basketball last week saying pay more attention. We're going to... James Sawyer. Anderson crashes into a medic at the Arlington Supercross. Mm, yeah. Prayers up to James Jason Anderson. Prayers up. Um, Sawyer, we appreciate you listening. Unfortunately, we will not be your source of Supercross knowledge. My um, first reaction to that question was, Alexa, what the hell is Supercross racing? It's bikes, right? <laughs> yeah, now it is. Okay. That looks pretty cool. I think you used to play video games. All right, Snapback fam. Thank you guys for listening in. Make sure to follow our boy Dare on Instagram at... It's not Dare. It's not Dare. It's Dare. It's not Dare. Ogunbowale. Just type in D-A-R-E-O. He'll pop up. Um, he's He posted on his own Instagram story that he's now part of the fam, so make sure to welcome him in. Uh, but much love to Take everyone on him. who listens in, and we'll catch and you. And Jack's the only person on planet Earth who enjoys going to the dentist. That's correct. I'm going to watch a movie tonight. What movie should I watch? Are you good? Are we done? Any suggestions? <laughs> All right. Peace, fam. No.